Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always from sunny Sacramento on this Saturday. I probably should have tried to string together a better alliteration. Sorry, Spread. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing today? Wonderful. I'm excited. And we have uh, joining us from Canada, um, I believe in Toronto or just outside of Toronto. Do you actually live in Toronto, Jorge? I do. City amalgamated about 20 years ago, five boroughs into one. And that's where I am. Right in the city, baby. Big Wonderful. city arrogance. That's right. That's We love that. And joining <laughs> us, we have a special guest this week from an, even another location, another European. We've had John Joe. We've had uh, Vinny at Matter Tips Tennis. And joining us this week to help us um, preview Rome, we've got Hamza, I believe, all the way from Norway, is it right? Yeah, it's Norway. Wonderful. Where in Norway do you live? Uh, I live uh, in a city uh, on, the, um, uh, on the south of Norway, right in, uh, near Denmark. It's like a ferry away. Uh, to Denmark. It's called uh, Christian Sand. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah. That's my last name. How do you spell it? Uh, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-A-N-D. Oh, well, that's totally wrong. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-O-N. That's very silly, but that's what a coincidence. Well, it's great to have you join us. Um, you know, before we get started, just wanted to give the listeners a little bit of a background. It'd be great to hear a little bit about yourself. So, um, you know, how did you get into tennis? Did you play growing up? Did you watch a lot? Um, you know, wh where's your interest in tennis come from? Yeah, I started watching tennis uh, in 2005. Um, basically, just uh, it was just a sport that was on TV. I was mainly into football. You guys call it soccer. But uh, I just saw like uh, tennis come on uh, after some uh, football games, and I got into it that way. So I've been a fan for like uh, since two thousand five. That's pretty interesting. So that's good. We have a, we can balance it out here. I've never actually really played tennis. I know Jorge and Spread played growing up. Um, so you started watching tennis a little bit. Um, now I do know that you handicap the sport. Um, what other sports do you handicap? Do you get into handicapping football? Um, anything else you like to handicap and um, when you handicap tennis, how do you like to do it? Uh, no, I actually just do tennis. I only only started doing this uh, in 2013. And uh, my style is basically, uh, obviously since I've watched so much tennis, I, I just I just trust what I see. But sometimes you can clearly see like um, the numbers support something that I don't believe in. So I just, if, if, if that's the, if that's the, that's uh, um, uh, the deal then I just go with it but usually I just trust my gut yeah, it's it's tough to find that balance between kind of watching and doing the numbers my handicap is much more numbers based and I'm still getting used to watching and you know one of the things I like to ask people that watch a lot and I know that this is kind of a tough question to answer I bug Jorge and spread about this all the time you know when you're watching players what do you like to look for is it um, do you like to look at maybe their style a little bit, how they move around the court, you know, what their strengths are in terms of their forehand and backhand, or do you focus maybe more on kind of their mental approach to the game? Are they a real thinker? Do they build and construct points? Are they able to rally from, from tough positions? So, you know, what are you looking for when you watch a match? Uh, actually, on the WTA, it's kind of like, uh, it's basically playing Russian roulette, because you never know with these girls. <laughs> like, they go up and down. <laughs> So it's I feel like it's a lot easier on the ATP, but uh, in the WTA there are a few consistent players. But most of the other players, it's just like you just 
you just never know. Like there are some plays like that are clearly better on uh, clay. Some are better on hard court. But um, but especially when it's like uh, uh, as we call it an international tournament, then I just don't know. It's a lot easier in tournaments where where the top players show up for like Rome, Madrid, and uh, Miami, etc. Yeah, that's one of the things we always struggle with in some of the smaller tournaments we find ourselves, I think, a lot of times on younger players that might be trying to do something versus some of the more established players. Um, Spreader, Jorge, anything to add? Any other questions for Hamza before we get into uh, a recap of Madrid? Well, we usually ask for favorite player, but, I mean, anyone who follows him on Twitter knows exactly who his favorite player is, and I don't think it's even close. I don't think he's got even a second favorite that's even remotely close. Uh, so <laughs> that would be the only one. She's also one of my favorites because she's a lefty too. So I'll, I'll throw that in there. Um, no, I'm I'm good. Ready to to recap and uh, quick recap and then uh, head to Rome. Who's Wonder- the best women's player in Norway? I can't think of any Norwegian players on tour. Is yeah, there any Norwegian? Actually, not on the WTA tour, but on Kasper, the ATP, yeah. there's a guy called Casper Rude. He's now uh, oh Casper Rude, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the friendly ghost. Yeah, he is a bit like that. But uh, uh, in the women, we don't have any. We have a few in the ITF, but unfortunately, we don't have anyone. Do you have any favorites I could look out for? Any favorite Norwegian players? Well, beside Casper, there's no one. <laughs> there's no ITF women players I should be looking out for? There is one. Her name is uh, Melanie Stokke. She's, uh, okay. she's in the 200s, I think. She's, she's 220 right now. Uh, she's very young. Okay. She's 21, I think. Uh, hopefully she can make it to the top 100 or something so we can see more of her okay cool that's good a name to keep out for let's jump into uh last week we had a tournament in madrid we got to watch the final wrapped up just about 30 minutes or so ago kiki burton's looked absolutely dominant taking out simona halep um you know going into the match it was lined relatively closely kiki was a, a decent sized dog but a lot of confidence I, I saw on Twitter and other places for Halep, you know, had a pretty consistent week and really is one of the best players on clay. But what did you see today, Jorge? Um, you know, I know you were watching The Godfather, but I bet you had this on at least on an iPad. Well, we don't have WT on TV here anyway, so I had it on my WTA TV subscription. Um, that's one of the things Canada has to improve with is get, get WT on TV, guys. Like, come on, especially with Bianca coming up. Um, but I, I think, you know, Kiki's serve just, just won out today. Um, the, the key was going to be with the altitude was going to help her, the thinner air, um, could she hit through Halep? And she did wonderfully uh, for, for a lot of that match, and she got the, the breaks she needed. Um, by no means is it ever easy against Simona, but uh, but she looked in control the probably, or, or you know, 90% of that match. So I uh, was really impressed with her today. You know, you you thought that it would be a bigger server. You know, we see every year here it's it's someone who's a bigger server and can play on the clay. Like last year was Petra Kvitova, um, who people I think they underrate how how good she is on the clay. Um, you know, those heavier hitters that can benefit from the the thinner air that are also uh, proficient. So you know, we had Kvitova in our uh, in our picks last week. And it was ultimately the person who beat her who went on to win. So I really feel like if she had won that damn match, she would have won the tournament, <laughs> but she didn't. Um, still love her. Not the, still think she's probably not that you're bitter. No, about no, it I, I still love her. I still think she's one of the best people to back on the outright markets, um, even at low numbers. There's still a lot of value in a lot of her uh, her ten to ones. Um, but yeah, I, I think that 
that's ultimately what it was is a lot of times if hitters can play a clean match they can beat Halep uh, especially on uh, quicker surf quicker clay surfaces she's not unbeatable and that's what we saw today she was I think behind uh, just about start to finish and and I mean Kiki was throwing I think I saw a one-handed backhand thrown in there at one point couldn't believe it and it threw her it threw Halep off too like she she slid and almost fell and couldn't get back to the ball it was hit behind her uh and, you know it was, she was just doing everything well What'd you think, Hams? Did you get to watch the match today? Yeah, I watched the match, and I actually was favoring Kiki to win it. Uh, and there are like several reasons why. Number one, it's um, Halep's record in finals. She's now 17 and 18 in 35 finals. Like that's not the record you would expect from a top player. So that's that was one. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would even take like uh, what's her name, the girl that uh, Jorge liked on clay. Svitolina? No, Zidansic. Zidansic. I would oh, even take Zidansic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would even take Zidansic in a final against Halep, <laughs> honestly. Wow, so, shots but, fired. Yeah, but also her serving this week. Uh, um, she's been serving. Uh, yesterday against Stevens was her worst serving match, but her serving all week was really, really good. It was almost like it was indoor, indoor hard. So I expected her to serve well and to break Halep enough to win the match. So I wasn't surprised. Wouldn't, wouldn't you also say, and this is what surprised me, I feel like Petra Kvitova had more openings on Burton's serve than Halep did. And Halep's the better returner there. So, yeah, you know, I... Yeah. Bertas, Bertas has zero aces against Petra. Yeah. It's the only match all year she hasn't had hit any aces. Yeah, and, and she, I mean, there were tons of break points. Petra just couldn't couldn't convert them but i saw you know we i was on her for the outright so i was you know cheering along with her and seeing 15 40s and 30 40s and kiki kept holding it i saw you tweet like you know after the first set well this is one of those days where she can't take her break points and you just know she's not going to win when when she's like this on return and uh it did ultimately cost her yeah it did like petra has one of those days if she's returning badly the ball is barely out but it's out yeah but the other days, like, it hits the lines, and she wins that match 6-3, 6-2, which was what we, she lost mm-hmm. that. So uh, that was the match. I thought the winner was going to win the title. So the winner did win the title. So that was... Yeah, that was a great match. Spread, anything to add about the final or maybe what you thought in general last week? Well, yeah, I mean, it was it's kind of disappointing with Simona. You know, he hit it right on the head with her not doing good in the finals. And, you know... I kind of misread it because I thought that, you know, maybe she's overcoming it, you know, maybe with the Grand Slam final win that she was able to put it behind her. But it was the same deal. I mean, she did not play at the same level that she played at all week. Um, she didn't serve as well. She was more inconsistent. And then, of course, there was that back, uh, back-breaking point where Kiki framed the serve and it was flying about 20 feet out and it hit Simona. And that was just one of those ones where you you just knew it wasn't her day. Um, so it made for a funny gif and everything, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, and, and it must be mental and, you know, that's probably one of the things that she's working on Cahill with, uh, but her level of play just was not the same that it was all week. So that'll be something to look forward to, or look, uh, keep in mind as we move forward. Yeah, it was definitely disappointing. Um, you know, she did not look like herself. That's a really interesting stat about her record in finals. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Looking and back- it's actually gotten yeah. better. <laughs> I think wow. if you, if you were to just go for the last year, it wouldn't be so bad. It used to. Be That's why really that comeback bad. at Roland Garros last year was so surprising. One, it was a final two. She was down yeah. a set, I think. So, 
Or was it she lost the second? I think she was down a set and had to come back. But A set and a break. Yeah, that's right, against Sloan. Yeah. yeah. And I was rooting for her, man. I, first of all, I don't like Sloan Stevens and her inconsistency. Ooh. Second of all, uh, <laughs> Simona, like, she needed that freaking uh, Grand Slam, man. Wozniacki, all the, you know, Wozniacki got one and Simona got her first right after. It's a great story. Screw Caroline. I mean, Halep's the one that really <laughs> deserved that first slam the most. All right. Period. End of story. Like, take take her out of that, that narrative. The narrative should be Simona got her first grand slam. End of story. Cut it off. That's where it should be. And I was so happy for her. But yeah, it was, it was a struggle to even come back in that one. And that, you know, that would have just fueled the narrative. She can't win a slam. She can't win in finals. Um, you know, she was like, what? a few games away from from kind of per, perpetuating that uh that uh narrative and, and storyline yeah it's been a tough road for her in, in finals i'm actually looking at it right now there's a lot of disappointment here um you know looking at some of the other players from last week i'm disappointed to hear you say you don't like sloan stevens jorge but i was excited to see her play well last week i, I think in terms of an american um she's probably about as good as chances we have as anybody of getting another grand slam mm-hmm. i still not sure if I can trust Serena to, to play tennis for two consecutive weeks I mean, at this point. To, um, to be fair, though, I still like Serena. To, ahead to of be Sloan, fair, if you had to make me to be fair, Sloan. and neither neither is winning the French, so we can have this conversation at Wimbledon. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, I don't like any American women outside of uh, outside of Serena, really. Um, so yeah. you know, just. You don't like you don't like Daniel. I, I actually I like. <laughs> I cause you seem like a Daniel. You know Rose what? Fan. She's got that I... Yulia Putin saver to her. That like I'm gonna scream yeah, that's and, why. and when it pisses you off. Yeah. Like if I piss you off with my passion, it's only gonna make me better because I love pissing people off. She has that factor. Yeah. So yes, I love that about her. Just like Yulia Putin saver. Like that's yeah. that was me on court in high school. Like if I saw that I was getting under your skin, my game got better because I love pissing people off. It's what I do. Like, I, I don't feel shame over it. Screw everyone else uh, other than the people that I get along with. And that's how it works. Um, so I do like that about Danielle. But ultimately, I don't I, I don't find myself cheering for her all the time. Just when I bet on her. Serena, I always love to see do well. Well, since spread is too nice, I'm going to decide to just arbitrarily hate all Canadian <laughs> tennis players as a way to counteract Jorge. You can't hate Bianca. Oh, I can. Hate I can Bianca. hate anybody. Oh, spread, no, I can hate anyone. Hey, spread, he's from Philly. Anyone. They hate everything anyway, and I everyone. Hate anyone. All right. I know. That's it. That's, I guess if you can hate Santa, you can hate He doesn't live in spread right? sunny right, well. Sacramento. There's your, there's your alliteration. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all nice. Well, I'm we're just flipping nice. through here. It's um, That's right. There's not even a Canadian in this tournament for me to hate on. Nobody no. showed up. I guess they couldn't get in. That's, that's disappointing. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Anything else to cover in Madrid before we jump into Rome? I think we should mention Benches kind of out uh, performed for sure. expectations yeah. here. And, and, all right, and boosted her price. Uh, uh, you know, made all other prices this week look very nice, both in head-to-head matchups and uh, outright. So thank you, Belinda. Can't wait to oppose you this week. What did you think of her this week, Spread? Were you excited by her play, or you really think she's putting something together here and might be a force on clay, or are we looking at a bit of a paper tigery performance as I start to look at some of her opposition and I'm less than impressed? <laughs> yeah, but you know she's putting it together, and I don't know if it'll be this year. But I think her game is suited for clay, so uh, I, w- I would keep an eye on her. Well, I know that Jorge has been just kind of beating her up a little bit. What did you think of her this week? Did did she, did she show you something, Jorge, or you still feel uh, a little bit down on her? I was on Kuznetsova in, in that match, and ultimately that was, I think, a run out of gas kind of match. But she didn't look that much better than Kuznetsova. Uh, Kozlova is someone who either 
you know, she gets everything back and it bothers you like it did with Plushkova, or she gets things back, but if you're the better hitter and, and you're consistent, you just smash her, which will happen with Benchich. Uh, wasn't thoroughly, wasn't overly impressed with her match against Osaka. 7-5 in the third, lost the opener. And then Halep took her to the freaking woodshed. I mean, yeah, she got a set, but like 6-2, 6-7, 6-love, you got lambasted. Like, you lost that match by nine games on the spread. So, no, she's, no, I, I can't stand her on clay. I'm going to continue to oppose her. I can't wait to bet against her this week. I'm going to have a ton of fun watching that match and rooting against her. Uh, I don't dislike her as a player. I just hate the odds she consistently gets on clay. She's not deserving of it. She's never shown much on the surface. Uh, and in slower conditions, she's a hitter that doesn't really know how to adjust um, and, and use other tactics. So bring it on. What say you, Hamza? What do you think of Belinda Benchich on clay? What do you rate her as a clay player? If this was Twitter, I would just retweet what the whole yeah. thing said. Like, My <laughs> like, I, like, honestly, I agree with everything he said about Benchich on clay. I think she got lucky this week. Kuznetsova is very old, and she got tired in that match. Uh, Osaka served for the match and should have probably served it out. And Kozlova is really a nothing player. Like, she's a international player like she's not she she beat Plishkova but Plishkova hasn't really shown anything uh, this mm-hmm. year she she had one good week and besides that she has hasn't really convinced me so Benchich uh, even after her match she, she was talking about how Halep uh, uh, her game is suited for Clay and hers isn't so I think even she recognizes that Clay is not her forte all right, well, that's two against one. I guess we'll be against Benchitz, and that's something to keep in mind as we jump into Rome. Unless, Spray, do you have anything else you want to talk about in Madrid? I think we're good. All right, let's jump into Rome. Looking at some of the past champions here. Um, Alina Svitolina, the two-time defending mm. champion, having My beaten girl. Simona Halep both times, My girl. oddly enough. Um, we look back before that. Serena Williams won three of the four um, between 2013 and 2016, and Maria Sharapova sticking in there. So... Um, actually, this is pretty interesting. Three women have won all the titles back to 2011. It goes Sharapova, Sharapova, Serena, Serena, Sharapova, Serena, Svitolina, Svitolina. So what you're saying is um, basically Svitolina's in a league with all like five plus time Grand Slam champions. Cool. Okay, I got it. Yeah, that, that's that's true. <laughs> and if I go back even further, we could put her like with Conchita right. Martinez. That's what I'm saying. Chrissy Best player Everett on the tour not to win there. a slam. There's a lot of multiple champions on here. Best this player is not wild. to win a slam on I tour. I've seen this right in a tournament before. Is. All right, so, well, well, based on history, it's basically her tournament to lose because it's just whoever won continues to win forever. So that about <laughs> wraps that up, guys. Um, <laughs> I guess since we're here, though, let's break down the quarters and, and see what value we can find from an outright perspective. We'll start with you, Spread. We got in the first quarter, Naomi Osaka, Kiki Burton's coming off her title last week, the disappointing Carlos Suarez Navarro. Um, I'm not going to mention the player in the middle there who's disappointing. I'm going to make you guys antagonize me to, to try and talk about that, but... What do you think, Spread? Who do you see in the first quarter? Who do you think comes out? And do you like any outright prices? All right. I'm I'm not going to play an outright in this quarter at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, I think really this is a chalky quarter. Um, I like uh, Osaka and Burton's here. I think they have, like you said, I think they have fairly easy paths. Um, you know, the player that you didn't mention probably would have the best chance to get hot <laughs> and either take Don't out Osaka it. or Burton's. Uh, I'm not naming my cat after her or anything, but uh, but no, yeah, I think this looks like a pretty oh, chalky quarter. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if we can get a little uh, Osaka Burton's quarterfinal here. That's what I would. I'd like to see that. See how it plays out. Well, it was a very polite recap of the, of the first quarter, and I'm going to pass it to Jorge, who my guess is may be a little more. Yeah, I think it's just I'm going to, you know, that was kind of half glass full. Why I'm not going to bet this quarter. Mine is half glass empty. Um, half glass, glass half empty. Goodness, that was terrible. <laughs> I, I just don't trust Osaka right now. Like, she had to come back from 1-5 down, third set against Vekic. She lost uh, this week in a bad loss to Benchich, the way it played out. Um, I'm not backing Sasnovich. Definitely not backing Sibylkova. I mean, I go through it. Um, you know, Gurgis is out of form and a hitter on slower conditions. Sabalenka is out of form and a hitter in slower conditions. Kiki Burtons is a, you know, server and hitter in slower conditions, but in form, but off a super long week in Madrid. I just can't find a reason to back any of the favorites here. And as much as I try to look for a long shot price, you know, Buzarnescu doesn't have the form yet for me, though she would be intriguing. Suarez Navarro in the slower conditions with angles could really do well here. But, you know, outside of last week where she uh, she finally, you know, picked up a win on, on home soil, I don't trust her now uh, form-wise. I think it's a pass for me in, in this entire quarter. All right, Hamza, what do you think of the first quarter here? Is there any outright prices you like? Any names that stick out? Yeah, I kind of agree because I don't see anything in this quarter besides maybe Sue Shea could be interesting, but I don't know. Like, I agree with Jorge. It's a pass for me, too. Yeah, the only name that I was looking at, Jorge, was one you mentioned, Buzarnescu. She's been playing a little better tennis lately, but I wonder if she can string it together for that many matches. 100-1 to 1 just sticks out to me as, as a bad price. I mean, she's the same odds as Suarez Navarro, who hasn't really done anything great. Sybil Kova, who hasn't played good tennis for yeah. about a year at this point. Tom Yanovich, who's not great on the surface. So I might talk myself into Buzarnescu at 100-1 to 1 for a, just a small bit, but I'll think about that a little longer as we keep going through. So um, let's keep going on to the second quarter here what do you see in the second quarter Jorge we've got Halep we've got your favorite Sloan Stevens uh Katarina Siniakova Kasatkina um there's a name that I think I'm going to hear from you here but um why don't you break it down for us what do you see in the second uh, I think quarter? I'm going to go uh, my outright and to win the quarter price here is going to be uh, Marketa Vondrasova I think the slower conditions while favoring Halep and she'd have to play her in the second round I actually like uh, the fact that her price is inflated by being in a quarter with both Williams sisters and Mertens and Stevens and Halop, and I think that's pushing everyone else's prices up. Uh, Venus Williams, you couldn't pay me to back. I wouldn't back with your money um, on Clay right now. Serena hasn't played on the surface. Uh, Sloan, I just don't trust for on outrights. And Halop's coming off a long week, didn't look great today. And Marquetta will be fine moving her around and, and hitting... You know, painting lines off both wings, uh, both cross-court and down the line. I like an upset there um, as Halep gets ready for Roland Garros. She went to the final in Madrid. I don't think, you know, I'm not saying she's going to be disincentivized from going deep, but the money's not as much. It's 100 fewer points. Uh, she does have a lot to defend, and maybe she's got her eye on number one. But I don't think this is a tournament where she has to win. She's got the bye. I, I, I like that potential upset there. And if, if Vondrasova gets through Halep, I think she runs roughshod over the rest of this quarter and, and easily gets to the semis. So I've got a half unit on her to win the quarter uh, at 16 to 1. And then uh, right now only 365 has prices. I don't have Unibet yet. And I've got her a quarter unit to win the tournament at 40 to 1. 
Yeah, I like that look. She's been absolutely on fire this year. What do you think, Hamza? Are you going to support the Vondrasova pick, or do you like somebody else in the second quarter? Yeah, yeah, I sort of agree with Vondrasova. I mean, this section is the popcorn section of the whole uh, draw for me, because you've got Serena Williams can play Venus potentially in the second round, and then she is scheduled to play Sloane Stevens if Sloane makes it there because we know Sloan can have two good weeks in a row. Um, who, I see Mertens here, she has been a big disappointment since, since winning Doha. Kazetkina has been a disappointment since 2018. And then you've got Halep, who I agree that I don't think, I think Halep might even withdraw after a match or something. Because uh, she's been she's been um, allegedly battling an injury and and she's defending like the Roland Garros title, so I don't think she she will risk it. So I think this section, I think if not Vondrasova, I would look at like for example Serena Williams. She's uh, I don't know what it is in uh, American numbers, but she is four to win, like four point oh. I don't know what that is in to win the section. I think Serena looks motivated to have to win at least a few matches here. So I would take her. Uh, yeah. If not Vondrasova. I would take uh, Vondrasova, half a unit on Vondrasova and half a unit on Serena Williams. Yeah, so four point would be plus three hundred or three to one to win the quarter. That's pretty interesting for the mother <laughs> of the year. What do you think, Spread? Those are those are the two right there. You got Vondrasova looking great. Um she plays Tritskova in the first round. She does very well against her. Um, and then you have Serena, who's the complete wild card, but when she's 100%, she's obviously the best player in the world. Her problem lately has just been that she can't do it for a full tournament. Uh, I was even looking at her to win the whole tournament, but then you mentioned to just win the quarter. Um, it's actually you know, much better proposition there. So uh, I like Serena to come out of this corner. I'm, I'm a quarter. I, I'm assuming she's 100%. But one thing we need to look for is if, uh, you know, Stevens wins and we know that they kind of had like a rivalry and some issues in the past is we'll see a Serena uh, Sloan match in the third round, which could be a lot of fun. It's going to be really tough for me to trust Serena until I get to see her play a little bit. Um, she hasn't looked in shape this year. She hasn't been moving like a player you'd want to be. You don't think she looked in shape in the Australian before she rolled her ankle? No, she wasn't really moving kind of well. It's, at no point did she look like she was quick. I, plotting would, would be how I describe would describe her movement. Um, right, but she was still probably one of the play. hardest hitters on the tour there. She right. was, but I agree. He, her movement her movement was lacking. Like She could have won that match if she was moving a little better against uh, Plishkova. She was barely moving after that roll down. Well, she doesn't roll her ankle. She she yeah. she wins that match. Yeah, true, and probably beats Osaka and Kirito between the top. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. She's not really that far off, and uh, yeah, she doesn't have the same movement that she had before. But I actually think the clay might help her in this regard because it gives her a couple extra seconds. To, you, you know, what's uh, going to be an interesting to get to the ball here while we're uh, still in this quarter. Um, switching back to Vondra. So I think they've, they, she's played Stritchko a few times this year. They're also doubles partners now. Um, well, I don't know about this term. Oh, really? I can't find the entry yeah. list, but they played in Istanbul together. They played the Aussie, went to the semis together. Um, I know that Stritchkova also plays a Shea. Yeah, she also Stritchkova plays a Shea. played a Shea last week. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, who, they're, who she's playing with 
this week. I would assume back to Shea, but I would really love to see these two play doubles here. And then they played the first slam and did well. I think they they do really well at, uh, at Rolling Garros. But keep an eye out on the doubles um, odds. for This is for listeners. And if these two are playing together, try and get any match where you can get them at 1.8, 1.9, uh, the two checks. Uh, even with Shea, she's also probably going to be value anytime she's close to evens. But um, just, just a note there uh, while we're still in the section. Yeah, that's a great call on the doubles. I mean, just to put a bow on Serena, I hear what you're saying, Spread, but you're thinking almost too optimistically. It, it denies the fact that she is built in, in such a way where she's going to get injured, being as big as she is at this point and, and trying to move the way she does. So I'm going to back off on Serena until I see her. And I, I don't know. I like Sloane Stevens. I thought she played some nice tennis last week. Um, I think having a coach is really actually helping her. So I'm curious to see what she can do. I was looking back. She has hardly any history here at all. Um, she won two matches last year and lost to Caroline Garcia and hadn't played this tournament since 2015. I was actually surprised in general at how little experience there were for some of the big names here. So um, Sloane Stevens, she's 20 to 1 to win the entire tournament. That, that's probably not quite enough, but um, I actually have her pick to win this quarter. Um, now let's jump into the third quarter. Well, one more thing for this quarter. I know yeah. that we've, we've uh, kind of wrote her off because she's had such a bad year, but I think that the draw is set up nice for uh, Kasakina to make a nice little comeback and build some momentum going into Roland Garros. If she gets a nice qualifier there and then neither Siniakova or Wang have been lighting the world on fire, and if she does get Wang like I expect, um, yep. do you think Siniakova will, will beat Wang? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow, okay. Because I think Siniakova actually would prop pose 100%. more problems for Kasakina there. And the more variety. The She's going to more variety on Clay than yeah. Wang would offer too. Um, I think... Yeah, but I think that's something to look out for there. I think that this could be a tournament where uh, uh, Kasakina can turn her season around. It'll and kind be interesting of to see who she matches up against qualifier-wise. Yeah, because she could get a really tough qualifier because this qualifying list is stacked this for this tournament. Yeah, yeah. Zachary's yeah. in there, isn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd like Zachary in that match, possibly. Um, Sinico was an interesting name. She's 150 to one to win the tournament. You love her and her not. I have no idea. You love backing her on clay with those long numbers, man. You know what? One of these times she's gonna she's gonna bank it too. She's gonna hit at 100 to one at like a a premier or a a good fielded international at high odds. And once you stop betting her, I think her breakthrough will be on hearts. I think her breakthrough will be on hard courts. Only thing she can't break through on clay. Good, Hamza. Only thing Sinyakova might see is her head with her racket. <laughs> yep, can't trust her. All right, let's jump into the third quarter. And, you know, Hamza, let's have you go first here. Um, we've got Alina Svitolina here, and I know Jorge's going to be excited to talk about her. We've got uh, Gabby Muguruza, Caroline Wozniacki, Madison Keys, another amazing American women's tennis player, and Carolina Pliskova. <laughs> so what do you think in this quarter, Hamza? Who's, who yeah, wins the quarter? In, in this quarter, I'm kind of, the name that jumps out to me is kind of, I don't think uh, people would think of her uh, when they see all these names. Huh. It's Madison Keys. She's a former finalist in um, in Rome, and I think I think these conditions suit her very well. I know surprisingly. I look at these other names: Svitolina, injury problems, Wozniacki. She's like I think she's a withdrawal waiting to happen. She's just showing up to these tournaments for the for the tournament fee. I think at this point. And then you've got um, Daniel Collins. Victoria Azarenka, who I don't know, 
I, I really don't trust Azarenka anymore. And on clay, clay has always been her worst surface. So on decline, I don't trust her on clay. So this this uh, section, I think, I think the two people that I would trust the most are uh, are uh, Keys and Muguruza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as Keys, I had circled on my list. She's had she's actually had some success here. She looked really good in Charleston. She should be fresh and, and focused here. What do you think, Jorge? I, I well, yeah, I know we, we, we were uh, in our chat earlier. Um, we t you talked about Madison Keys and, and her having success. I, I just think that this quarter is loaded with people I want to avoid, and that's my first process without rights is kind of narrowing down, okay, injury concerns, coming off a long week, hard to back up that success, uh, not good on clay, and then conditions like Azarenka, as Hamza mentioned, not only worse surface, but... If she was going to do anything on clay, it was going to be at Stuttgart and Madrid where her serve would at least play up. Um, here, I think she's going to be neutralized uh, at least by Shuai Zhang. Uh, if not by Shuai Zhang, then even a, an injury, an injured Svitolina who's coming back, um, I think still gives her fits. Uh, I wouldn't back her in any capacity. For me, the problem is I can't find anyone I want to back here. I have a lot of players I want to avoid, and I can't find anyone that I trust enough to back. Um, I mean, honestly, the only number that even comes remotely close to intriguing me is Jasmine Paolini, uh, the Italian wild card. Uh, she loves the clay. She's at <laughs> home, but, you know, she's not winning a quarter at a Premier 5 um, this this soon. Uh, she needs a little a little longer, so uh, nothing here for me. I'm gonna, it's like the first quarter. A lot of people to oppose, not a lot of people to back. with us noobs sorry in the name <laughs> okay. of good podcasting spread why don't you tell us why madison keys is not going to win the third quarter well actually i like uh keys the best out of uh this quarter but um rather than just echo what these two guys have already said i'd like to ask a question so uh, if you've been listening you know that i've been pretty high on pliskova this year to uh kind of disappointing results and part of my handicap member that i've been trying to take into coaching into account more and in my head, I had rated Conchita Martinez about equal to Renee Stubbs, uh, but the results don't seem to be uh, reflecting that. Uh, Jorge and Hamza, what did you guys think about uh, the kind of the switch between Stubbs to Martinez, and do you think that's making a, making a difference here in Pliskova's performance? Sure, I, I think that it should make a difference. Uh, obviously, it's a smart move to go from – you know Renee Stubbs, who who's very who's going to be extremely useful for the hardcore part of the season, to Conchita is a smart move um, on paper. Who knows? You know, great players aren't always great coaches. We see it across uh, every sport. So maybe there's there's a communication problem, or she's just tactically she knows how to play, but has problems uh, communicating it to other players that she's coaching. That happens a lot. You know, players on the court know the tactics, but have a tough time kind of. Uh, drawing out the X's and O's or studying tape and and communicating uh, those strategies. So that could be an issue. Um, but I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure, I'm sure Pliskova hasn't, hasn't had the the results, the immediate results she would like. I mean, that loss in Stuttgart was absolutely unacceptable to Azarenka. And I don't just say that because I bet on her. It was bad. Um, and now, you know, one win against Yastremska, which was actually a good win, and then losing to Kozlova is it's not been a great start to the season so perhaps she's really motivated this week to to find some form heading into roll on garros so maybe there's a reason to back her 
Um, she should beat Tomjanovic or, or a qualifier easily. And then it's Madison Keys, which could be a, a huge match between two players who can hit through the slow clay, um, one who's had success here, uh, and both who want to find form and points heading into Roland Garros because they both had a bad week in Madrid. I think that could be one hell of a third-round match to watch. It is going to be a really exciting match. I, I just think I like Key's game. I think I think that this is more of a court for somebody who's a little better mover, and Pliskova just hasn't looked looked great. Um, you're right, spread. It's fun. it's good to bet on her. She's great from an outright perspective to have somebody with such a weapon as a serve, but it's tough for me to see her getting past Keys, and even then, maybe even Muguruza or Svitolina or whoever makes it out of the top part of this quarter. The top part of this quarter is a mess. All right, Jorge, anything to add here in the third quarter? Anybody, anything else before we jump into the fourth? All right, the bottom quarter here, we've got Petra Kvitovo, we've got Ashley Barty. Um, what do you think, Jorge? Uh, yeah, Anybody I think the, fourth quarter the value, and this is this is where the value comes in. I kind of foreshadowed with my anti-Benchich rant. Now, again, not don't hate her. love watching her play. I, I'm actually count myself as a fan of her. It's just I think the bookies are idiots when it comes to her clay pricing, uh, and I, I love to punish them for it. Um, I think Kvitova, this, I think her, her title to win was in Madrid and, you know, I really don't necessarily think she's going to overlook or look ahead to Roland Garros, but I don't see her, um, winning here. She's the second favorite, uh, this week, a little short for me, uh, considering the conditions. I mean, her number is, is cheaper here than it was in Madrid and the conditions were more favorable in Madrid. I don't know how you justify, um, having her at eight to one when she was 10 to one last week. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to pass there. She's even money to win the entire quarter. I'll pass there. Um, Barty's still not huge on her clay yet. Uh, Benchich, I don't buy. I'm going to go with two very, very uh, good clay players. One crafty and one who's just loves the surface and has uh, decent form this year. Annette Contivate to win the fourth quarter at 16 to 1 is a half unit play. And Anastasia Sevastova at 16 to 1 is also a half unit play to win the quarter. Um, for me in the in the fourth I think both those players are very good on clay we've got number you know a number over 15 um, two of the three favorites have shown still haven't shown me much on the dirt and the other one uh, in Kvitova is priced a little too short for my liking so I'm going to take the fact that Barty and Bencic are here and because their ranking and their name recognition are you know giving me a beauty their their low odds are giving me a, a beautifully infl inflated price on Contivate and Sevastova I love Sevastova. I've got her at 50-1 to 1 to win the whole tournament here. I think she's in a great spot to win this quarter. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I'm not I'm not as sold on, on Sevastova here. Um, she just hasn't really been able to put it together this year. Um, at that price, though, I cannot argue with you guys uh, putting money down on her, but I won't be doing it. I'll be interested to see how Barty does if she continues uh, her ascent because I know that Clay is the surface that lends itself least to her game so if she's able to become a good clay player that's going to um you know if she has good results here that's going to portend well for her going into the grass and hardcourt season and of course there's always our favorite kvitovite and i don't like counting around at any of these tournaments um so it's just a tough quarter i think this is the toughest quarter by far to come out of um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna stay away from this festival play what do you think, Hamza? Were you as impressed as I at Spread's use of Portend? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. 
Uh, yeah, this corridor, I really agree with Jorge. First of all, let me give you some insight. Yeah, they call it inside baseball into Petra's thinking because I've been a fan of her since like 2010, I think, since she blew uh, Wozniacki off the court. I saw that match on Norwegian TV. It was like the best thing ever. It was in Wimbledon 2010. If you have a chance, go watch the highlights on YouTube. It's absolutely brilliant. Okay. Uh, but like, I see this corridor and I see Petra like, like um, Jorge said, like, I don't know, like two, like, I don't think so. This quarter, I think we will have a surprise, not really that surprising to watchers, but like the price on uh, Sevastova and Kontavait, like that's really, really high. I think, I think Vencic and Barty might have fooled the, the bookmakers with their last week in Madrid. I think Sevastova or Kontavait are coming out of this quarter. So that's my- We're thing. in lockstep. <laughs> yeah, I like- Wow. Wow, I mean, that, those are those are strong takes. I mean, it's one thing to just pick the two highest seeds and say I think those two are coming out, but to pick yeah, those we're, two, we're we're in lockstep. I like it. I'm liking job, this. <laughs> well, of course you're in lockstep. You brought him on, so he's got to be nice to you. <laughs> no, I honestly agree. <laughs> we're just two really smart people, guys. No, I'm okay, just that's all it is. Around a little bit. All right, so. I... Oh, okay, okay. Oh, if you don't say so yourselves. All right, guys, I think that wraps up just about all our thoughts here from an outright perspective. I'm going to flip through. I've been trying to keep notes, but probably doing a pretty poor job at it. No. In the first quarter, I don't think anybody had anything here in the first quarter. Second quarter going down, we had Von Drusova as an outright 40-1. to 1. Uh, 16 to um, 1. The price These on are both at 365. I still don't have anything on Unibet. Uh, so I can't even price shop right now, which is which sucks. But I want to get these uh, get these out both here and to my subscribers. So I, I do. I'm going to use Bet 365s odds this week, regardless. Uh, 40 to one on the outright, a quarter unit and a half unit to win the second quarter at 16 to one. Yeah, I like both of those. Um, I'm going to actually pass on Sloan Stevens going into the third quarter. Madison Keith. Uh, in the second quarter, you can call me. Uh... Uh, Mr. Square, I have Serena there at 10 to 1. Me too, 10 to me 1. too. All right. I have Serena too there. Oh, that's right. You have Serena to win the quarter 10 to at 1, 3 yeah. to 1. Spread's going to And I have her to the, the whole tournament. tournament, yeah. Wow, 10 to 1. Good for you, Spread. <laughs> USA. That's right, baby. Suck it for Now I'm going to have to cheer against Serena just because you Third said that. Corner, nobody I hate picked. cheering against Serena. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a rough proposition. Uh, you end up upset more than more often oh, than you are happy. Then, then I what if she's playing Sloan? I I can't stand Sloan. And it looks like they might be. I mean, that's gonna be that's the match I have circled that I want to see. It is gonna be a lot of fun. I love when those two play. Jumping into the third quarter, we had just about all of us on Madison Keys. I'm seeing her. Let me check the price one more time. Twenty-five to one to win the whole shebang. For Do you Maddie? Have a quarter price on her, Jorge? Yes, one second here. Sorry, I yeah. tried to open Unibet again to see if they could come up with something mid-recording. They don't. Keys is five to one, um, along with Azrank and Muguruza to win the third quarter. Yeah, that's not a bad look at all. Um, and then jumping into the fourth quarter here, I'm going to take some Sevastova at 50 to 1, and I'm jumping on board with you guys. Contivate's 28 to 1 to win the whole tournament. Um, Sevastova was 16 they're both, to 1. They're both the same price, 16 to 1, 16 to 1. to win yeah. the quarter price, but... Um, same. Oh, that's great. Um, all right, did I, I miss anything so. from an outright perspective, guys? Not for me. 
Wonderful. So let's jump into some first round matches. We've got quite a bit of prices um, just for the ease here of things. I'm reading prices off Bet365. I think the first round prices are up just about everywhere. I saw Jorge tweeting a couple for his VIP service, a couple plays that I liked from what I saw there. But um, let's start with the first match we've got here on the list. Aleksandra Sasnovich playing Dominika Sibylkova. Um, Sasnovich minus 110 or 1.9. Sibylkova minus 125 or 1.8. <laughs> yes. Um, see, this is, this is where the freebies on come out, uh, mainly more so than my, my regular Twitter, is on this show. I will I will give away a lot of the kind of hints as to what I like. I love Sasnovich here. Um, I, I have no idea you know, I, I'm not complaining here, but I have no idea how bookies have not adjusted to Sibylkova. They keep having her 10 to 15 to 20 uh, cents overvalued. Every single match. She's one in five this year. She's won one match all season uh, on tour. She's been horrible. She's looked terrible the last few weeks. She lost a great minute in straight sets. Um on clay already this year Sasnovich wasn't a clay player when she started but 2017 her hold break number was in the 80 percent range which was awful last year she brought it to about 100 to 101 which is in in the average range this year she started it's already around 105 so annually she's improved on the dirt she's becoming a more and more competent clay player she went two and one last week um in madrid and like neither of those wins was any were anything to sneeze at you know beating contivate and then uh, after getting bagel to come back and beat her was impressive and then she beat schmidlova who had made a nice run to the second round uh, and was an underdog a lot in her matches and then she lost to osaka fairly handily but you know in rome i think for me this is this is no contest she hits less errors than or fewer errors than sibylkova she hits fewer double faults than sibylkova sibylkova is trending down sasnovich is trending up her ELO rating blows um, hers out of the water on the overall, I believe. Not on clay yet. Um, but again, Sasnovich is improving. For me, this is an easy play. It has to be Sasnovich. Uh, I got her earlier today at uh, 1.96, which is stupid. She should be around the 1.6 range. Yeah, I like that play a lot. What do you think, Spread? Anything to add? Yeah, how old is Sibylkova off the top of yeah. my head? I mean, she's really had a fast descent here. Um, you I know, from being. Go ahead. Yeah, I think 30. she's. Uh, I think she's thirty or thirty-one. Yeah, she's 30. thirty. Yeah, I mean, she's really. I mean, I really enjoyed backing her a lot. You know, in two thousand seventeen, and then this year, I mean, she's just like the. It's almost like the Kiki fade, the Mladenovic fade last year. This is why form I mean, is just, so important. She's not able to put more it so together. Winning streaks just, and losing streaks in uh -huh. team sports, because in team sports. You know, one or two guys can turn around and say, you know what, screw it. We've lost a couple of games. We're going to put the team's uh, team on our back. In basketball, even in hockey, if the first line gets hot. In baseball, a pitcher can come out and be that, you know, that ace is the, the losing streak stopper. You can't do that in tennis. It's just you. And if you're out of form mentally and physically and you're not playing well, it's all on you to correct it. Someone else can't get out there as, as a teammate and kind of pull you over the finish line. And that's why form is so big in this sport. And we see it right now. She's a prime example. She is lost on the court right now. And she has been all season. Yeah, I saw last week uh, Osaka was, uh, uh, I think she was, uh, let me look at uh, what was the number. She was 11 to 8 to win uh, uh, two. That's plus money. Against, uh, Civil Cobra. Like, how is that possible? 
like for win, but <laughs> yeah, like that's not like Sibukova hasn't won against anyone this year, so that was the easiest one. Even though the second set was a tie break, uh, but it was never in doubt. Yeah, and it's too bad because you know she plays a different game than the rest of the women on tour. You know, she's she's a little shorter. She plays more of a baseline game. Um, so I think it'd be good for the tour to have, you know, different styles of players out there, but she's just not able to put it together this year. Yep. Sounds like we're all on board here for Sastovich, so that's definitely going to oh. be a play. Next match, oh. Belinda Bencic, minus 188, oh. 1.53, versus Anastasia Savastova, plus 137, <laughs> or 2.37. But I'm not going to ask Jorge what he thinks, despite all the noise he just made. Uh, Hamza, what do you think of this match? Is, is the right woman favored here? It's uh, Benchic, wow, I just looked at it. Benchic is 1.53, which is like uh, 8.15. Like, I don't know what that is in American. Uh, that's like minus 188. Like, that's Woo! not possible. Sevastova is winning this match, in my opinion. And I can already see a few racket breaks from Benchic in my brain already. <laughs> more importantly, is Sevastova going to cry even though she wins? Yeah, she always <laughs> cries. She always cries. She could have, she could win like four slams in a row and she would still be crying. That's so funny. It sounds like Jorge is on board. Uh, what do you think, Spread? Are you you joining us here on, on Anastasia with a J? I love the J. Man, I wanted to be the contrarian here and take Benchich. Um, but these odds are completely off. Uh, she, she's not deserved to be favored that much in this spot. So I, I'm not gonna I, I won't join you guys in betting Sevastova because she's burned me too many times already this year. But uh, I can't play benches either. I think I think your guys are right as far as if you're gonna play it, Sevastova at that price is the right play. All right, Spread. I'll let you go first here on the next one. The wonderful American tennis player Danielle Rose Collins, a small <laughs> underdog at at plus one twenty five or two point two five versus Caroline Wozniacki minus one seventy five or one point five seven. What do you think, Spread? Are you going to be on Collins here, or is this a cheap opportunity to grab Woz in the uh, first round match? I would grab Wozniacki with the idea that if she does play, she's one hundred percent. If she's not, she's going to withdraw. Um, I know Hamza had mentioned it earlier, but I don't really think she needs the money at She's this point. Money. I mean, her boyfriend made over $100 million in the NBA. She's made a ton of money, probably close to $100 million as well, too. I think you're going to underestimate how much rich people love money. I mean, honestly. Like, <laughs> uh, one, one thing there, totally more, uh, if you're going to do it, play it on the spread. Even if it's just two games, um, play it on the spread in case she does play a full set and then retires. You lose the money line at a lot of books that way. Um, she did retire last week. She's still, what, a week and a half, two weeks? Yes, she did. No, no, no. It was three left. But, but she didn't start the match last week. Because I, I was on Cornet plus five and at plus five there. Oh, um, you're right. You're right. My bad. She, she did start yeah. retired. Now, if she does you're that right. again, but yep, plays right. the first set and retires, a lot of books you lose the money line on. So try and play the spread um, or the over or, or under if you like her to win easily right. um, to avoid that complication. Uh, I I think the pricing seems about right. Um, I think the conditions would favor Wozniacki here anyway. Neither is a, a huge clay player, and we're, you're going to see that the ground strokes slow down a lot. So um, she's still only ten days, ten days to two weeks off of tweeting out about, you know, on Instagram. Uh, my rheumatoid arthritis. I like to be in the sun when it flares up. What do you guys like to do um, to to kind of ease that pain? And that was only ten days to fourteen days ago. So for me, her matches are no go zones unless you're going to back the dog. Or her opponent. 
Isn't the the RA right, kind that's of the unpredictability. Uh, one day it's really bad and then the next that's day the it's nothing though? Yeah. I mean, isn't it really kind of roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. Because in Charleston she was playing really well. Like I had she was playing really well and she lost the final. Didn't she lose in the final against Keys uh, yep. in Charleston? That was the semifinal. Was the semifinal? No. Okay. No, it was earlier than that. Who did Marditch beat in the final? She was there in the final. I think she beat Marditch in the semifinal. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, I've got it here. She lost uh, to Keys in the final. You're, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Really I have well. a horrible memory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she was playing really well that tournament. I remember she beat Luzarnescu. Yeah. She beat Marditch. So she was playing really well. So maybe she was fe- one day you feel really well and then you feel really bad. So she can't be trusted. Well, all right, Hamza. Then is this enough value to take Collins? It's um, she's no, a little bit no. of a dog. No, Collins. Collins hates clay. Like <laughs> all Americans hate clay, it seems. So I and not I the red stuff either. Well, don't we don't have clay. many clay courts here. No. Yeah, either. clay courts are like well, uh, a delicacy. In Florida, like, you have to have a lot of a ton, money but they're all green. Clay court, at least in California. That's funny. Right, yeah, that's funny because uh, clay, uh, red clay is the cheapest thing in Europe. So uh, it's funny that in the USA it's like <laughs> that's. We'll have to get you guys to uh, ship some clay over here, and we'll send you. We'll send <laughs> yeah, you, we'll send we you some hard have our own. <laughs> We'll get together offline and, and work through that. All right, next match here we've got Diana Yastremska playing Carla Suarez Navarro. Live pretty evenly here. Um, you know, 1.9 Yastremska, 1.8 here for CSN. So minus 110, minus 125. Pretty close. What do you think here, Spread? You know what? I was looking at this one originally because I was thinking about making a play on it. I think Navarro might have returned return to form. Um I looked up their head-to-head earlier, and it was a little interesting, too. Let me pull that back up. It was, um, I think CSN's won both matches. Come on, flash score, hook me up here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know, it's probably a little faster. No, the head-to-head was only, uh, Yastrzemska had beat her at the Australian Open this year, um, in three sets, and I remember right, that's when Suarez Navarro wasn't playing as well, and Yastrzemska was playing really well. Um, so the idea of the switching to the surface and then the, the switch in form, I thought we'd give you a little value on Carla there, but I don't know if I'm going to have the uh, the gumption to pull the trigger there. What, so what, what do you guys this, think? What is this form you're talking about? You, you, you mentioned that Suarez Navarro's in better form spread. What is the whole <laughs> Well, the next day yeah. she beat Zachary after Zachary's coming off her final, and then yeah. lost in two sets to Kuzmova. She lost in two sets there. Borena. She won two matches on hard courts in, in Fed Cup. Whoop de doo. Um, I'm just saying that she actually won a match. Well, that's I mean, good. Before, that's, I guess you're right. That's better than not. Before winning. the win of uh, before the winner over Zachary, she uh, hadn't won a non Fed Cup match since February. Yeah, see, well, so I guess be a pass. she's just starting to get a little better. All right, you know, this Go seems ahead, to me like yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, this seems to me like the Sasser Sivakova match. I'm sorry, oh, wow. this is easy money on Yastremska. Like that's just you my think read. so? Yeah, that's yeah. just yeah. my read. hasn't won since March either. I know, I know, but I look at this <laughs> and I watched her against uh, Pliskova. Like she should have won yeah. that match. She should have won that match. And she actually showed me something. Like if you look at Suarez Navarro, she doesn't have. Yes, Chemska to me, like she's one of the best returners and she's so young. 
I think she's gonna break uh, Navarro enough times, and she only will need to hold like maybe two times of set mm. to win against. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy is, watching it. Is the I think that's the, the big thing uh, for me. I'm on board with Great Hamza. young player against a decent clay quarter. I'm gonna watch the match and enjoy it. No, he does make a convincing case. I would just worry because Jastrzemska has not played that well since really started ending the year last year on fire and then starting pretty well. Um, she kind of had returned back to earth, but yeah, I mean, it's tough either way. I know you mentioned her losing to Kuzmova, but honestly, I, I don't think that Kuzmova is that bad a loss at this point of the season. It's just, you know, you're talking about her form and you look at it. She hasn't won more than two matches in a row since Fed Cup, and it's just been awful all year. Um, you know, Yastremska, I'm looking, just pulling up her numbers here real quick. Decent hold break on Clay, right around 100. You know, CSN hasn't been much better. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet Yastremska, but I'm kind of with Hamza. It's Yastremska or Hamza here. Um, yeah, you guys are kind of talking me out of CSN here. Well, that's probably that's probably, that's probably for the best. <laughs> I, I'm okay to admit when uh, when I'm getting more information that uh, I don't know. I guess I watched the Sakari match, and I think I had taken Sakari, so I was I was a little impressed by uh, the way that CSN played there. All right. Let's jump to the next match here. We've got Vekic playing Pavly Yuchenkova. Uh, Vekic a favorite, minus 150. Pavly Yuchenkova plus 110. Um, in weird European odds, that's 1.66 and 2.1. It um, says here that it's canceled. No! It's canceled. That's interesting. All right, so maybe that's says not happening. Donna withdrew. Oh, man. Oh. I, I pulled up the head-to-head on flash score. Hey, this will well, be a good match. Yeah, yeah it is canceled. Oh, Damn. <laughs> well, next rematch. match we've got Conta playing Risk. Um, yeah, rematch. Does, does anybody have anything doing. to say about this match? Yeah, I, did I they just play like I last do. week? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I took Risk because we were going off the travel fade, and we had gone like three and zero on the travel fade up until that point. And then uh, it's going to happen even worse. Destroyed her. I don't see any reason to assume that why that wouldn't happen again. I think there is. No, 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 no. I disagree with All you right, guys. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear I it. I disagree with you guys. I disagree with you guys. First of all, Kanta, uh, do you guys know Kanta's record uh, on clay? She hasn't won a match uh, in uh, uh, Roland Garros ever. Like, that run she had in uh, uh, Rabat, that was like the only time maybe in her career she won back-to-back -back matches on clay. She's not a good clay player, and neither is Risk. But you look at this line and it's like 1.25 on Johanna Conta on clay. Like, I'm sorry. With like, risk? I, I might take the games. And you know, you know what? To be I fair, she in her run yeah, in Ramad, four of it's the five matches line. went three sets. So um, taking the games isn't the worst idea. It would have it would have covered with uh, Yaf and Wong. It wouldn't with Bogdan because Bogdan got killed in the two she lost. But uh, Sue Shea, I think, covered the... Well, maybe not. It was around the spread there, so... Yeah, she she has she's been even when she's winning she's not necessarily covering uh, a ton, but it'll be interesting to see. I think for me that's a pass again, like it was last week. Uh, I don't see any reason why Risk would win, but maybe maybe that look of uh, keeping it closer on the slower surface where you know contest hitting isn't as prominent might uh, might be a look, but I'm gonna pass there. And yeah, I just I watched the matches. Like I said, I was we went on I went on the pure fatigue fade there, and um, and we was doing really well up until until this match. And Rich just couldn't keep the ball in court. I think she double faulted to give away the first set, if I remember right, and just not impressive at all. 
So I, I would say if I'm, I'm staying away from that one. Might be a good spot for an over if the total's right at twenty. Um, anything higher? It was six four six one last time they played. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. different. Like it's after different she, conditions. After she double faulted yeah. away the first set, she the conditions. Yeah, but it was, it was kind of the conditions week to week. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if there's up. any back to back weeks on tour where all the top players play uh, on the same surface where the conditions are so different. Because um, Indian Wells to Miami is almost very similar. They're both slow. Um, uh, most other weeks, players don't play back to back weeks at right. all the internationals right. and regular premier events. Uh, Stuttgart to Madrid isn't back to back. This is definitely probably the biggest uh, contrast in conditions you'll see in back to back weeks where everyone's playing on tour. So I think that uh, any rematches from Madrid almost have to be tossed out the window um, in a handicap because it is so different. And definitely risk with the slower um, conditions is has a better chance to keep it close than she did in Madrid, I would think. Yeah. All right. Let's jump ahead to the next match. Sinia Kova, a dog to Kyung Wang, um, one of our favorite players here, but I think maybe the wrong player's favorite here. I don't know. Um, Sinia Kova plus 100, uh, Wang minus 138, um, you know, 2.0 and 1.72. What do you think here, Spread? Is, is Sinia Kova the player or are you going with Wang? Well, remember, I kind of mentioned <laughs> I thought Wang was going to advance earlier, and then they, uh, <laughs> I got Jorge and Hamza jumping in there real quick telling me that I was on the wrong side of it. So um, I'll be interested to hear, hear why they're handicapping this match and why they think that this is such a uh, a good spot for Siniakova, who to me has not been that impressive yes, at all this year. Um, it's not that big what do you think of, for of, a, was, uh, the wrong of an odds difference for, um, for Siniakova here. I would like plus 120 to make an official play. Uh, Wong is better than than a lot of the kind of um, Chinese or, or Korean players are on clay, but the variety isn't there. The tactics uh, aren't there um, on clay. So I think that I can definitely say that um, Siyukova should be favored uh, undoubtedly here with the variety and and can also hit through it. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, um, wrong woman favored, WWF. Yeah, I like Siniakova here. Hamza, what do you think? Is uh, you gonna agree with Jorge and I? You like Siniakova to beat Wang here? <clears throat> I'm actually yeah. like I like Siniakova is one of those players I don't want to touch her matches. Uh, but yeah, yeah, because she's just mentally unstable. Like I'm sorry, like she's just very like she can lose it any minute. Losing any point can make her lose the whole plot. But if you look at this line, it it is slower clay. Mm-hmm. And Wang, like many other, like she likes faster surfaces. So this was in Madrid. I might take Wang, but like this is like uh, this is Rome. I think uh, Siniakova for the win. Yeah, I like that too. All right, let's jump to the next uh, match. Probably. Save going to beat the uh, crap out of I'm watching. I I, <laughs> I have a feeling that just the lack of <laughs> the lack of hitting is gonna is gonna because Lessie is not gonna be someone who's going to be you know, forced into errors uh, either. So I think it's going to end up being a ton of long rallies. Uh, I see it being close. I'm going to pass on it and root for my girl, Yulia. Um, but that that's about all I see in, uh, in that first round match. How about you, Hamza? Do you have a side here? <laughs> Serenko and Putinseva, two of my least favorite players. Sorry, Jorge. Yeah. Like, I, no, I don't mean that personality-wise, but like, 
their style like you just look at it from your favorite player like if they pay they're, they're scheduled to play Petra next I think either one mm -hmm. beats her like they just yeah grind long rallies so this match true. is probably gonna be three hours or something all right spread anything dad yeah just mentioned that Serenko has not won this year yet on clay um, Putin save has had a couple wins so Putin save favored um, I'm not seeing the odds though. What are the odds on this match? Putin save that seems about right. Here. She might be a little like expensive there too. It might be a little ish. short. But, get to pull up the other um, page here. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Especially noting here that Serenko's won. Uh, I think that's, that, that seems like one a of them was with a pretty a good withdrawal, uh, and they're both on hard courts. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't take Putin Seva. I, I would bet on Serenko to, to come out of her slump if I did bet it, but I will not be doing that. All right, let's move forward here. We've got Bonji Solo, my big favorite right of Restritzeva. Anybody have any interesting things to say about this match? Uh, it's, it's it's long. Yeah. Is anyone interested in the spread here? Yeah, nope. give it to me. Oh, yeah, you like Restritzeva like here, just... Hamza? Or are you, yeah, laying this... the, are you laying the games with Vondi? No, I'm sorry, but like this spread, like these spreads, like on the WT, on the ATP, they would make sense to me, but like on the WTA, seeing like Vondrasova, like a very young player, there's the crafty like a veteran, 125, like that that spread just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Even if Vondrasova no should value, and man. will win, but like that spread, like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's no value at all. Yeah, why right, yeah. spread was why is Helena Ostapenko favored over Mihaila Buzarnescu? I have no idea. <laughs> I have That's an idea. Question. What's your what is it? <laughs> because Buzarnescu hasn't won a match in five years, like she hasn't done anything. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Ostapenko showed me a ton against Bertus last year. Did you guys see her against Bertus last year last week? Yeah, I watched it of course. Yeah, but Ostapenko showed me a really high level and Unfortunately, Bertens was just serving too well for uh, Ostapenko to stay in the match, but she she was really playing really well. So, uh, you know, this is I think Ostapenko's game is re actually made for clay. She I think she made the quarterfinal in Rome last year, right? She lost to Sharapova in three sets. Yep. So okay, give me. So I think Ostapenko. Give me Buzarnescu. I'll take. Probably we're we're finally on the opposite side of something. Well, I definitely I hope love you're right on that. Uh, I love the fact that she, she can use that uh, that looping serve on second serve. I think it's going to drive Ostapenko nuts. And once you get in her head, she starts, uh, you know, she stops winning any kind of points, games, sets, anything. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be a bit much for her. Um, I, I think the first serve is there too. Uh, she, she definitely has some nice uh, spin. She definitely has some nice variety. She's got a lot of things to piss Ostapenko off. And once you get inside that girl's head, she is done finito out of it so uh plus money i will definitely be taking buzarnescu here yeah all right muguruza oh. is a huge favorite over sai sai zhang who's, who's oh. had some nice play on clay this year at uh Shabon, i don't one of those i don't like <laughs> yeah it's i don't think this is going to be a fun match to watch in no, any way yeah. shape or form and does anybody like a side here? Does anybody kind of have an angle? One wins and the other maybe there's some one wins and the other withdraws with injuries. There you go. There you go. You don't like Garbine? 
Yeah. You don't like Arbeen Hamza? No, no, no. I don't have a problem with her, but just like her game, like has regressed so much. Personally, I like her very much, but like her yeah. game has just regressed. Like, and now when she faces players like uh, Zhang, let's say Putin, Seva, like it just looks. You really see her level when she plays yeah. them. Yeah. Because and Zhang has taken so much goddamn money from me in the last like she used to week and a half, two weeks. Like I've been betting against her so often on clay, and she just keeps freaking winning and it's like go away you're not that good uh, but apparently she's gotten better i know and she beat didn't she beat cornet she, she drove cornet she, she drove i watched that match she drove yeah. cornet nuts yeah she beat like, cornet yeah. oh me too any yeah any french woman I don't really think that's that hard. To any, do, French though, right? <laughs> yeah. any French woman. Any French tennis player. Cornet's another one that just goes. Like, you got like goes hair to and see, like, real the, the men are whack too. Like. <laughs> 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 All right, next match we've got Kennan, a pretty mm -hmm. big favorite over the local wild card, Jasmine Paolini. Um, you know, I love taking right. players playing at home, and, and I don't see any reason to get this excited about Cannon on clay. Spread, am I nuts? Uh, I don't really know a lot about Paolini. I'm looking at her up right now. I've never seen her play, so I'll go ahead and uh, yeah, and I, pass I think it plus to the other two twenty here. Three right, Jorge, I heard you chirping a little. What do you like? Uh, it, that's a mad kind of number for a, a young home clay quarter. Uh, Cannon does not have enough to hit through her. Um, she can. She's a better counter puncher, and she can hit, but it's usually against the bigger hitters. Um, generating her, her own pace isn't her strength. Um, she she's not going to have the huge serve to to win uh, free points. Uh, the crowd's going to be against her. She's not a uh, a clay player. Uh, I don't see why. I think I'd have Paolini closer to two point two than three point two here. I think you got a full dollar uh, of value on this, and I think you have to play it, even if it's small. I don't think. Do you think Kenneth's it's, really the type to be bothered by the home court? It's a matter of the crowd behind really Paulina, bother? She seems like she's pretty a young, solid. A young mentally. player, you know, if you're in your early 20s and you've got 10,000 people, ah, I got you. Okay, that's that's fair. You've got thousands then. of that's people fair. though yeah. cheering you on just, when you're in your early 20s. I think 20s. some people would rattle, not Kenneth. 30s when you're used to it, right? I think that always helps push younger players, and it's definitely an angle I'm looking at. I think Paulini's a player, yeah. Yeah. I like Pellini. What do you think, Hamza? Yeah, yeah. This is this is a pass for me. Pass, pass, pass. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> I really have no. He's waiting for nukes. He's like, Pellini. no, that's all. That's it. That's it. I don't know why. No, no, it's I'm not. Did you just get to bail like that quickly? No, you got to tell me why. You know, right, because fine. because first of all, Kenan, Kenan's really solid. She's really solid, even if it's clay. Like she's solid. She's not. She doesn't give anything away. She's like the modern Wozniaki. Uh, I think she's gonna be the new Wozniaki. She doesn't give anything away. And Paulini is an unknown character from like the ITF circuit, uh, who shouldn't really bother Kenneth, in my opinion. That's just. My, but I'm not touching this match. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll let you off the hook with that. But you know, guys, we had him there come on. We got to make him talk. No, you a did get. You, no, you did a good job. You got the new Wozniacki out of it. That was. Uh, See, that was that was a good analysis right there. All right, so, good job, noobs. Now we'll jump I'll forward you to uh, to uh, Su Wei Shea playing Julia Gorgeous. Then it's That's lined stupid. pretty much evenly, and 
God, Bet365 sucks. It's 20 points each way. What, what a pain in the ass that right. is. Anyway, lined evenly. Um, you know, When they do that, they're basically just saying, we don't know, right? Yeah, yeah we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So uh, we're I think just going to make you guys is, If you're going to play it as a play, for me, it's not going to make you guys think? I kind of like Shea here. Uh, there's just so many spots I love. I, I honestly believe, and I was talking about this with another follower earlier, um, I, I truly believe that weekends – when you've got a, you've got you know them looking uh, at you know thirty to seventy matches between qualies and and their first round main draw, and I think books like Pinnacle and other places, a ton of money on the weekends comes in on football uh, or soccer, and the limits are highest there. I think they're so concerned with making sure they don't get burned on high limit soccer bets that the lines on 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 first round tennis matches or at least the opening lines they really do screw up. And I know they have different teams. I know they have a tennis team and a soccer team, and I get it. But it, it, for me, it just feels like the weekends show a ton of value. I think if you're going to uh, play this match, you've got to go with Shea. There is definitely value there, especially since Gerges' form has been bad and her injury problems, and she's not the best mover, and Shea can exploit bad movers uh, with the best of them. Uh, I think she holds the value here um, around minus 105 over at the, the other non-thief kind of books. Um but again, she doesn't make the cut. There's too much value in other places for me, but she's definitely uh, <laughs> she's definitely worth a look if if that's the way you're leaning already. Hamza, what do you think? Yeah, Julia. Uh, is, uh, I know Jorge said like I have one favorite player, but Julia is like one of my favorite players besides Petra. No, she is actually. But like she has had such a disappointing year. Did yep. you guys do you guys remember the loss to Collins in Australia? I think that loss broke her because she had yeah she won Auckland. She played she well was that match. That, too. match. that was she a was looking super good. high and level match between two big hitters. That was a great seen. match. Yeah, so Spray, this match I don't really think so. Yeah, I've been I. Gorgas is one of my favorites too, and I've really been disappointed in how well she plays. She's played this year, and um, honestly, injury would have something to do with it. Um, you know, if she's not 100%, but she's able to get out there and play, she's still getting the appearance fees. She's still able to pick up wins here or there, although I'm looking. And her last main tour win was in Miami against Ribericova. Um So she hasn't had many. I think that uh, it's Shea or no play here. All right. Next match, we know Spread's taking Mertens here to beat up on, on poor old Venus Williams. What do you think, Spread? Does Venus have anything left in her legs? Can she hang in this match at all? Not in this match, but uh, I'm gonna, I think we're just going to fade Venus for these next couple weeks, and then I'm ready to, uh, to uh, bet on some Venus Williams once the grass season starts, but not right now. That's an interesting take. What do you think, Hamza? Is Mertens going to get a chance to return to form a bit and kind of make up for some of her disappointment so far? Yeah, I don't know. This is a pass for me because uh, Mertens has been disappointing lately. No, don't. And Venus, don't bring it up. No, like, oh, do, do, do you guys don't do it to me. Indian West. Don't do it to me. All these, with all these, yeah. with all these. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. We fade her like what every week. Yeah. She made. <laughs> I remember oh. her going crazy in the match oh, against yeah. uh, I, against Suarez Navarro. He was going crazy. She healed yeah. over every point, and everyone just hits the ball straight down the freaking center at her oh my lord her and cassette kina both of them yeah. i was pissed at both of them like i still am pissed at both of them oh my gosh yeah. dude he had to i knew he's gonna you had to bring up indian wells 
Oh. You are? <laughs> no, I'm all over Mertens here, as you would expect. Uh, yeah, you know what? Screw it. If I, if she, I, I've made decent profit this year after that horrendous start. Um, if I don't care if she takes another freaking four units away from me this week, I will fade her till my last freaking breath. Uh, I, I, Mertens would be a max bet for me if she didn't have the shoulder and form concerns. Uh, that's the real issue here. It's still multi-unit for me. This should she should hammer Venus. It should be a two and two match. Pack Venus up and send her to Paris. Uh, get her off the screens. I don't want to watch three freaking Venus Williams clay matches in slow conditions in Rome. Good lord, I'll be more pissed than I am now. <laughs> so I, sh I shouldn't. I, uh, I shouldn't send you that Venus Williams poster I bought you for your birthday. Oh, good lord, you signed send it. it. Send him the tape of uh, Venus against Kazutkina. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's jump on to the next match where the uh, newly top five clay player in the world, Victoria Azarenka, is a monstrous favorite over Shuai Zhang. Um, what do you think, Jorge? This doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think I'm going to probably be on the Zhang spread yeah, and maybe even the money line. But, boy, oh, boy, I'm um, waiting. I'm waiting. The price fun keeps... Against Azarenka and money, play. this is the best part. Money keeps coming in on Azarenka. She's a 1.3 on slow clay, and money's coming in on her. I'm going to let the market wait. I'm going to wait it out. I did this with Djokovic last night. He never got to the price I wanted. Um, right now, she's 385 uh, is the best price on the books I use. I've actually got access to Bet Hard, um, which is at 3.9, and I'm going to be uh, transferring some of my bankroll into there so I can have a fifth book uh, open to me. Um, if she hits four, it's a play. It has to be a play. Uh, just just on the Azarenka fade, I, I think it has to be. So definitely worth a play if it, it you know it creeps a little higher. I'm still waiting though. What do you think, Hamza? More. Yeah, uh, I, I you know I said the, the Americans hate play, but the Chinese might hate it more. I think. Yeah, I just like Azarenka is not a good clay player, but she's still a solid enough player to beat like. A player that doesn't like the surface. Zhang, she loves uh, quicker surfaces. Uh, this is uh, this is a pass. All right, spread anything to add? Yeah, I want to point out that we had talked about Zhang last week, and I had mentioned that she had done really well at the uh, ITF tournament, and so you know we we're kind of excited to see how she would do. And then she came out to Madrid and lost to a player that uh, Hamza had earlier just you know labeled an ITF clay player in Katarina Kozlova. Um, I'm not going to be enticed by these high prices to fade Vika. That's been, um, you know, it's kind of been a bane for me this year. So this is a definite stay away for me. All right, final match here in the first round that we've got a line for. <laughs> I'm not really even interested in the line. How many overhead overhead serves do we think Sarah Ronnie's going to hit in this match, Jorge? Oh, wow. What do you think, uh, Hamza? Have you been enjoying the underarm well, serve? Well, tell me the line. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. What is the line? Um, Two point seven five for Irani. Yeah, Kuzmova's minus two fifty. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, but like, I hope <laughs> they don't put her on a show court. I hope they put this on like, uh, like I don't know, the parking lot. If this is on a show court, like, like if Irani's underhand service on a show court, like I hope they cancel the tournament. Like this cannot be, this cannot be on TV. And I kind of feel bad for her, but like this shouldn't, like this is bad. Oh, this it really is. is I saw real. her in was it Bogota? Where was she playing? Irani. 
the last one. Yeah. yeah, Bogota. It was really And she bad. was winning. Yeah, and she, she was, was winning. winning. I know she was winning. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lucky loser, and then yeah. she made it. Yeah, she, she won I two rounds. That, uh, the she averaging like 17 double faults. Her style is, gonna, is going to annoy Kuzmova. I think Kuzmova comes through just because she's going to break Irani in, you know, 90, 80 to 90% of Irani's service games. Kuzmova's just going to get these second serves and absolutely wail returns back and just blitz Irani. <laughs> so I think that she still comes through. But it's going to be a hideous match to watch. Arani's going to move Kuzmova, who's not the best mover. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm with Hamza. Put it out in the parking lot. Get it away. You know, keep it off any of the nice courts. I mean, remember, this is a place, and this is a very controversial um, stadium. It's the most beautiful grounds probably in tennis uh, in terms of uh, architecture and, and sculptures and whatnot. But, um, you know, you got your journalists like uh, Ben Rothenberg and all those guys who love to talk and... and and, and signal about how much morally superior they are to everyone. And so every year, and we'll set an over-under on this at like 11 and a half, how many tweets are we going to see bringing up that Mussolini built this uh, complex in Rome? Um, they do it every year. You know, they bring up, you know, decades-old history as a reason to move it. Beautiful venue here. Um, and I just want to point that out. It should always remain in Rome. I don't care who built it 70 freaking years ago. It's a wonderful venue. I thought you well, were going to uh, mention Madrid, the, yeah. well, the, you know the, what? the pay gap. Because there, it's, not a, it's not a premier mandatory. Uh, a, and in B, Madrid. it's like if the WTA brought that, in yeah. more revenue, then they would have this. Like, this is on the. Yeah, I, I don't know, know why people get so pissed about this. This is on the WTA. Yeah. And Djokovic has said yeah. it before. Like, they got the so mad again. One of the biggest players in the world bring in tens of millions. They bring in a few million. Like, why is it that. It's a joke. Um. I think, but if you're going to blame someone, don't blame the tournaments. Blame the WTA. Remember last year, their WTA TV subscription didn't cut when they launched it. It came out six months into the season. Like that kind of stuff. You know, of course you're going to bring in less revenue. They have fewer TV deals. Here we have ATV 500s, Masters, and Grand Slam on TV. We don't have any WTA TV contracts here. Zero. You know, they're bringing in less revenue all over the world. That's why you see these pay gaps. All right. Well, guys, I think that just about wraps up everything that we have for Rome. Now, Jorge, since you're better yes, at announcing at, I think it's everything than Mayu, I am, Mayu, you hey, why don't we to Hamza? Why don't you say it? <laughs> follow Hamza? No, no, it's just a random yeah. name. It's like, you know, uh, in um, in school, when you get these uh, handles okay, so... that there are like your first name and your last name, it's just that. It's just one I had in uh, high school. It's the May. It's Mayu M A Y U Hayu H A Y U nine. Mayu Hayu nine. Yeah, And I love this picture of Cater Nooney. I love that guy. I wish yeah. that he was just on every match. I just love him. He's the best. All right, guys. Well, I think that's just about it. Hamza, thanks for joining us. We hope you had a good time. I'm sure uh, we'll have you back on at some other point. And thank uh, you thanks everybody on. for listening. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Good luck in all your wages.